Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. This week, we're talking about another interesting political problem in this country. Over the last two, three, four years, we've seen a very interesting political situation in this country, um, a very polarized country. And one of the biggest polarizing issues has been the Supreme Court because they make so many decisions about laws um, and, and you know what people's rights are in this country. And today, we're going to be discussing a little bit about what the power of the Supreme Court should be and who gets to control the Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about packing the Supreme Court. Packing the Supreme Court is when we add more justices to the Supreme Court. It's literally just that, when more justices are added or even sometimes when they're removed. And this is almost always done by a political party trying to gain more power in the courts. If more justices are added, those justices will be chosen from that party, meaning they will also share that party's views. And when you have more justices who share your own party's views in the court, that means that more laws are passed that you are in favor of. And overall, that party has more control over what goes on in the Supreme Court. So look, the president has the power to add or subtract justices from the court. Subtracting is harder. But the president has power to add justice to the court. As Ethan said, this them this would give them the ability to sway the court's decisions in their favor or in their political party's favor. On like 90% of the Supreme Court's decisions, most it's, the justices don't vote very politically. Most of the justices have a unanimous decision, um, not you know affected by what party they're from. But on four or five decisions a year, the, the justices vote down party lines because they're ideologically different and have been nominated by Democratic versus Republican presidents. How is a president able to stack the courts? Well, this comes down to the Constitution, which sets out the legal system in this country. It does not set a cap for how many justices there have to be. And not only is it not legal, but it's also been seen and done throughout history. The number of justices have fluctuated going up and down throughout U.S. history um, as political parties try to make more control of the courts. And most, most recently, it was changed from seven justices to nine justices in 1869. And this is the fifth and final change, as we see in the justice counts. So it hasn't been done in the last 150 years, but it has been done. So it's not impossible. Yeah. So the Constitution actually allows for it because it does, it does not set a cap. But why is this a pressing issue now? Well, in the last three years, there have been three justices nominated and conformed and added to the Supreme Court. In 2016, Justice Antonin Scalia died, and this is during the Obama presidency. It's within the rights of a president to nominate a new justice in their term. So what Obama did is he, he nominated a new justice. This was Merrick Garland. But this was only 237 days before the next election. So Republican leaders, like Mitch McConnell said, is that we should let the, the, the election come and the people will vote for a Democratic or Republican president. And then the next president should be able to decide on who the justice should be, right? We should let the people choose the, ju the justice by voting for the next president. Obama and the Democrats agreed. They said that's okay. And obviously, the Democrats lost the 2016 election. Trump won, and Trump put in Neil Gorsuch. But in 2020, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, Trump nominated Amy Coney Barrett to be the Supreme Court justice. And this happened just 38 days before the election. 
So also that same year as he was going to be into the election, but instead of 237 days before the election, it was 38 days, so almost 200 days sooner. And the Democrats argued that, you know, it's not right. Look at the past. There was already previous set precedent, as we can see in 2016. The Republicans didn't care, and they went along with nominating and approving and confirming Amy Coney Barrett to the Senate, and she's now a justice. And, and what's interesting about that is Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed by the Senate on October 26th, 2020. The election was on November 3rd. She was confirmed eight days before the election. That is eight days before Trump would lose his next his election and uh, 45 days before the end of his presidency. Why did Republicans say they were allowed to do it? Well, McConnell said that in 2016, the president was from a different party from the Senate. But in 2020, the Senate and the president held the same party views, and therefore that gave them the right to confirm a justice just eight days before the election. Others argue that it was important to get a justice in before the 2020 election because the 2020 election was going to be super contentious and it may have been contested in the courts. And this may have gone all the way up to the Supreme Court with only eight justices because they wouldn't have uh, confirmed a ninth. Eight justices, it would be a 4-4 split along party lines, which would cause imminent problems in choosing who the next president would be. So an an eight justice court would be hard in deciding the, the terms of the election. And while this is definitely true, it could have definitely gone to the courts. It didn't, but it could have and caused an even split, which would have caused a lot of problems. And while this may be true, choosing a justice for that was served for life based off of one court case doesn't seem very just. But what's interesting about this is that, you know, it may have been important to have a ninth justice in by the election, but the consequences of that affect generations, right? Justices aren't elected for four years like a president or six years like a senator. They're, they're, they're nominated and confirmed, and they sit on the Supreme Court for the rest of their lives after confirmation. The rest of their lives. That can be 40 years sometimes. That's a long time. So their, their decisions and their presence on the court is going to affect generations. Trump, he nominated and confirmed three justices onto the court, swinging their court in Republican favor. The Democrats argue because he did one of those justices unfairly, they should be able to pack the court um, to swing the court back maybe in their favor or to equalize the, the balance a little bit. Well, this brings us back to Biden. And we now see that he as president has decided to make a 36 member commission on potentially changing and restructuring the Supreme Court. Now, back in 2019, when he was running for president, he said that he's not prepared to go on and try to pack the court because we'll live to rue that day. If we add three justices next time around, we'll lose control. And they add three justices and begin to lose any credibility the court has at all. But he still decided that there could be some potential changing, big restructuring. And so he made a commission, but they have yet to make any big or substantial suggestions for the Supreme Court. But even so, a separate bill was sent to the House regarding adding four more justices, making a total of 13 justices. Uh, And this was sent to the House. However, it wasn't actually ever read because Speaker Pelosi blocked it. So it's a contentious issue among Democrats. It's also an ideological issue, right? Should you be able to swing the court in your favor? One of the biggest arguments against packing the courts is that the courts shouldn't be controlled by the the president. It's a slippery slope to hell. If Biden does pack the courts, what stops the next president from doing it? This essentially means that the presidents can manipulate the courts in their favor and have control of the judicial branch. They can do this whenever they want, and they essentially you know, can control the judicial system. Right. And if one president does this, the next president is just going to go back 
and add more justices or remove justices. It's just going to go back and forth. There's a reason why we haven't done this in a more than 150 years is because presidents have decided it's the wrong thing to do. It's not morally correct. It's just something they do for a really a power grab. And we've decided that as a country, we aren't going to do that. You know, we did it back more than 150 years ago, but it hasn't happened since then for a reason. Even if Trump added three justices, which doesn't really seem fair, and this tilted the court to be uh, much more conservative, it still is wrong to change the court now to balance it out. It will end up messing everything up down the line. But on the other side of it, should the courts be unbalanced? Should the courts be super partisan? Because with a, a Supreme Court that leans far conservative, or even if it had leaned far Democrat, it's not fair to the other side right? Won't adding justices balance the court and add, make the judicial system more fair because it brings in both opinions to the system, because both sides are, are equally valued? I agree. It definitely will do that. But as I said, in the end, Republicans are just going to come back in a few years when they take control of the executive branch and they take control of the presidency. They're just going to add more uh, justices or remove justices. And uh, doing this now is not really the time, even though it will balance things out. But even so, as you said, it will uh, balance things out. And so there are definitely pros and cons to both sides. But I don't think it's really the right thing to do, considering that there are too many negative uh, repercussions. And we're only going to have to wait and see. This is one of those things where, you know, Biden made that comment in 2019 about how he was not for adding new justices. That was before Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. That was before Trump, you know, and the, Dem the Republicans acted a little bit hypocritically because they went against the word from 2016. Now, after circumstances have changed and he's become president, maybe he'll he'll make that decision. He'll decide, you know, uh, it is important for him to to uh, to balance the courts and make them go more in Democratic favor for big issues like abortion and big issues like students' rights. Um, as we're seeing contested in the courts right now, the conservative leaning is going to affect a lot of people in this country. Is Biden going to going to stand up to that? We're going to only have to wait and see. Well, that's going to close out this week's episode of The Young Perspective. I want to thank all of you for listening. We really, truly appreciate it. If you want to see more of us, go check out our website. It's www.theyoungperspective.net. Also, if you want to see more of us, you can check out our Instagram. It's the underscore young underscore perspective. And you can see us really on all our social, social medias and make sure to keep listening every single week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.